Excellent. An ale for me. And for my officers. In fact, ales for everyone. Turn backwards. With Rick and Rick and Will and Gemma. Oh, yes. <clears throat> Hello, welcome to another episode of Ten Backward, the Star Trek discussion podcast from the UK. I am one of your hosts, Rick Everson, and I'm joined as always by my co-hosts, Rick Palmer. Hi there. Gemma Turland. Hello. And Will Turland. Hello. And I, I have an extra face on my screen today, so over, over the magic of the internet, we're joined by Rob Chapman. Hello. Hi Rob, how are you how are you doing? I'm good, thank you. Thank you so much for having me on. It's uh, oh. it's been a while. I'm glad to be here. Yeah, absolute pleasure to have you back. Um, you will probably remember Rob has been on on the show before. So um, going going way back to when we made him watch um, the Savage Curtain <laughs> before he'd really got into the original series. So, <laughs> um, to start with. <laughs> Oh, yeah, well, I mean, if you're going to start watching the original series, start with Space Abraham Lincoln. That's exactly. what we always say. <laughs> um, but we're not doing such, such a mean thing today, because uh, the subject of today's discussion is essentially the first three episodes of season three of Picard, uh, which at the time of recording is how many have been on. Apologies, Rick. I'm going to have to stop you there. This is actually Will from the future. I'm inserting myself into this podcast from... Um, the future when I'm editing this podcast because this was our idea that we would talk about all three episodes of Picard that we had seen up to this point unfortunately what happened is we talked for absolutely ages I mean like like nearly two hours and um, I mean we totally could have foreseen that really in retrospect but we but at the time we thought no realistically we could you know we can get a, a pretty short podcast out of talking about three episodes of Picard. No, we couldn't. We are foolish to think that we could. So what we're actually going to do is split it into three and dedicate uh, an episode of the podcast to each episode of Picard. Um, So I thought I'd just jump in at that point to explain that is what we're doing. So when Rick said that we're going to be talking about all three episodes of Picard so far in this podcast, he's, uh, he's wrong. That's not what's going to happen. You're going to hear our discussion on the very first episode. So anyway, apologies, Rick. Uh, let's go right back into the podcast. So shall we, shall we start with episode one, uh, titled The Next Generation? A uh, bit, of, bit of a foreshadowy title there. <laughs> yeah, a bit, of a, subtle. bit of a clue as to, um, yeah, as to who might show up. <laughs> yes, yeah. Um, yeah, because I mean, I felt I had, I really enjoyed season one, and then I I didn't love season two of Picard, and I I have to admit I I was really excited by all the trailers for season three, but I went into that first episode with a bit of trepidation, thinking, uh, are they get this? You know, this is kind of their last mm-hmm. chance to. They're they're getting the TNG crew back together for this this one series. They've already said this. That they're not going to do any more after this. I just felt there was a lot of pressure for this to be good, and mm. I was pretty worried about it. Um, but but thankfully, I've I've really enjoyed it so far. I have to say, and I've I felt that from episode <clears throat> one 
I, I yeah. got to the end of episode one and I just felt like this this is just great. It feels like we're doing everything right, and it, or everything that I wanted to see in the series is is happening. Mm-hmm. So yeah, I was, I was excited from episode one onwards. There's a distinct change from see the previous seasons as well. The, yeah. So the Picard theme from the past two seasons is gone. This all feels like it's like they're telling one story. Like it's this feels like a, or it's it's very cinematic. Mm. Uh, it feels like a really yeah. long feature broken into episodes. I I found they, you know, with the with the sort of the star field in the opening credits and the return to sort of the blue, or the, you know the blue Star Trek font. Almost, it's like they've mm. they've taken the decision to return to some very classic, familiar. Star Trek sort of elements to their storytelling. Yeah, I think the first episode has quite a lot of cues from the movies, uh, yeah. from it beginning saying in the 25th century, which is very similar to what, how they start Wrath of Khan, except for this, the 23rd century. Um, and then there's quite a lot of ref- the space dock, the, the opening of the space doors and space dock. A lot of the musical cues are very heavily inspired, I think. Uh, by movie scores that we've had. So they definitely seem to be sort of going full on into that in terms of, as you say, Rick, sort of making it feel like a really big movie. Yeah, and it has a new showrunner as well, doesn't it, I think? Mm. My, a guy called Terry Metallis, who um, I, I don't know much about him. I know that he did the 12 Monkeys uh, TV series. Mm. Um, oh, okay. So that's his his sort of background. Um um, so I know that um, you know. I think there's just been there's some changes from the past two mm. seasons of Picard in terms of making it, and I think that maybe that informs the, the sort of stylistic changes that we've seen so far. Mm. Rob, sorry, you were about to say something. I was, yeah, I was just going to say that uh, going back to what you were saying about you know harking back to you know TNG and the and the and the films. Um, I think they. Am I right in thinking that they use? Um, Music from Insurrection in the, the beginning of you know the intro, the kind of I think it was Insurrection music I heard that kind of then turns into the Picard theme. But I could be wrong. Uh, I'm not sure at the beginning. I know I know over the end credits they use the first maybe... contact music. Oh, okay. Um, possibly, yeah. I'm not sure actually. I'll have to go back and look. If that's... I, th- I thought I think maybe it was in one of the other episodes. I vaguely remember hearing. Music. Uh, sorry, listeners. For some reason, my dog Arlo has suddenly decided to interject with a violent opinion. There, <laughs> I'm not sure what his problem is. Just clearly disagrees. It was first contact. Yeah, <laughs> yeah. He hates when people get their Jerry Goldsmith scores mixed up. <laughs> I mean, I definitely heard some. I'm sure I heard a bit of Search for Spock uh, mm. in 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 Space Dark. Aft thrusters, one quarter impulse power. I commander, aft thrusters, one quarter impulse power. Yes. There was some. Yeah, I mean the the, the score was was fantastic in that first episode. There were so many kind of nerd treats in there mm. for for fans who who were familiar with all that music to pick out. Mm. Um. 
which is really nice. Yeah. Um, I mean, so looking at the first episode overall, I kind of came out of it thinking, well, I've just watched the best Picard Riker buddy movie um, <laughs> that you could ever have made. Where Picard's yeah. like, oh, I've got a bit of a problem. So Riker's like, okay, let's go. And he comes up with wacky plans. Picard's like this long suffering guy. He's like, I'm too old for your bullshit, Will, but <laughs> I'm going to have to go along with it. So, and I thoroughly enjoyed it. I'm like, oh, this, this is good stuff. Um, so, yeah, yeah. Um, what did we reckon to the, the the general gist of that whole episode as, as Picard and Riker go on their merry way? Um, I mean, I thought I thought it was a great setup, yeah, for the for the start of the series. And as you said, it was like it was great to see Riker come back into it right from the beginning. So in that first episode, we get plenty. You know, they didn't wait till the end of the first episode to bring him in. We we go right into um, plenty of Picard and Riker scenes, mm-hmm. and it was just just really nice because the the last time we saw Riker, well, he, he shows up. Um, he show, he, he's uh, commanding the fleet, uh, come to the rescue at the end of season one, isn't he? But the most the most we see of him is a is a brilliant episode in the first season. But it is quite a, it's quite a downbeat one where they're they're at his home, mm. um, and we're we're basically catching up with the Rikers, mm. aren't we? So, and I really enjoyed that. But it it was it was great to see, great to see them. Like it felt like that episode. Um, didn't feel entirely necessary to the plot of season one. I loved it, but I felt like you you could have taken that out and it wouldn't really yes. have impacted anything. Sorry, no. Whereas here, it was just great to see mm. Riker's involved in the story. Very you much know, so, yeah. um, that you, he's, you know, they've got stuff to do. Mm-hmm. So I, I really liked that. And um, yeah, I, I, did, I did feel in the first episode that the Rafi story... Um, wasn't as gripping as the Picard Riker story, but you always but, had a sense that it was going to feed in more. Yeah, and so. I, and I don't think that's the fault of that storyline. It's just that it was so great to see Picard and Riker mm. on screen again together. I don't know, you know, it, nothing really. Yeah, how are you going to compete with something like that yeah. sort of thing? And so. also, like Mich- yeah. Michelle Hurd was acting on her own for most of the first two episodes. Mm. So yeah. all credit yeah. for her that she was acting quite quite well with, you know, she wasn't bouncing off anyone. It was just her herself. So that was that's quite impressive. Yeah, she's, she, yeah. She, well, the first episode uh, and most of the second, she's had to carry yeah. that storyline entirely herself, really. Yeah. Um, which is cool, but you know, I think she's fantastic, and uh, listeners will know I ha- I have a lot of love for Raffi, so it's really good to see her get something, so a good story to get get her teeth into. Again, I'm a bit sad that it's it's a Raffi is miserable story yeah. because <laughs> for God's sake, give the woman a break. Yeah, yeah. I thought as well. I, I know thinking back to it, I, th- I think they had there was some nice um, sort of tricks of storytelling where if you were somebody who hadn't watched TNG there was a way of giving the viewer the necessary information to follow the story mm-hmm. so if you didn't know who Beverly Crusher was there's a scene early on with um uh with Picard and Laris mm-hmm. uh, where they're talking about I mean, like Picard's talking to her about about Beverly Crusher and who she is and you know they, he's he's giving her information and she's telling him what she thinks of the situation so Laris is the cat. Laris is almost like the 
the character for the person that hasn't watched Star Trek before who might not be familiar with these characters. Yeah. Yeah. So there's yeah. a little trick. There are little tricks like that in terms of sort of giving you information. And I'm pretty sure. So in when Crusher mentions Hellbird as well, mm-hmm. I'm pretty sure that's not mentioned in, even though it's from an event that's on in TNG. Mm. I'm pretty sure that's not mentioned in. Um, best of both worlds it isn't no. and so and no, so and so picard doesn't picard doesn't know that so will has to tell him that and like and again like you get some information without it being just like exposition yeah yeah it's not like why are you telling me this i was there kind of thing it's like there's a good reason to go into this i do think also the episode totally gave you all the information you need to know about Beverly Crusher by just having that opening scene where she kicks a bunch of guys' asses. That was cool. Oh, yeah. um, <laughs> after that, all you really need is the confirmation between Picard and Laris. Also, she's a doctor. Bingo. Everything you need about Bev, all sorted. Yeah. And I mean, I love... You never really Sorry, got yeah. that much in, in TNG with, with Beverly being like, you know, the action hero. Mm. So it was quite nice to see that from the offset. I'm going to refer you to the episode yeah. Suspicions where she literally phased a hole in a dude. <laughs> <laughs> it, it's not a popular episode but i love it i adore it and i will bang on about how great suspicions is all day long um also you know bev, bev had to command the enterprise and blew a borg ship up so yeah yeah but i did um and kind of in line with what rob was thinking actually i did find myself thinking in the that opening scene that we get with her, it's like maybe two minutes long, but I did think she's got more screen time there than she did in, say, First Contact or um, <laughs> or Generations. You know, it's like they, it's like, wow, they found us something to do. Yeah. Oh, so yeah. She, in in she, the TNG movies, they they did struggle to find something to give to all the characters, didn't they? Sadly, they they were very Picard data focused. The TNG mm-hmm. movies. Um. And, yeah, unfortunately, characters like uh, Crusher and Troy particularly were sidelined. Um, But, yeah, and she got more good stuff to do in that opening sequence than she got in First Contact and Nemesis put together. Yeah. And I love that the, you know, a big question about the first two seasons of Picard is, well, where's Beverly in all Mm. this? And why hasn't she been mentioned? mentioned at all? It was um, it was almost conspicuous actually because in in um, early in the first season when Picard's like ah oh, a, a robot girl turned up and then exploded and I think she's got a twin sister and his his Romulan mate um, is all like well you need to go help why don't you go and ask Riker or Geordie or Worf mm. and like nah nah they won't ask that and everyone's like and I think I think Rebecca knows who will be listening uh, <laughs> what the, why didn't they mention Bev? But yeah. now we know she's out of touch for 20 years. Mm-hmm. So. It's very, yeah, neatly tied up. Yeah, I mean, I wonder how I wonder how much that was planned or whether it's, whether they, whether they did have a plan to do a story with Beverly so they just, they just decided not to mention her in the first two seasons. Because I guess if you mention her, you have to decide, you have to kind of tell the audience, like, mm. what she's been up to in mm. the last 20 years. And maybe they... They hadn't really decided at that point, so they just thought, let's just not mention her at all. <laughs> I have a feeling, knowing the history, they'd want to just leave that open. Mm. Whether or not they planned to ever pick it up, they might not have, but it's just in case kind of thing, I would imagine. Yeah. So. 
But yeah, I, ha- I have to admit, from within within about the first two minutes, all of my cynicism about whether the, that season was going to be any good or not was kind of replaced by, oh, that's Beverly Crusher. Mm-hmm. <laughs> and she's shooting guns. Yeah, she, yeah. Yeah, I have to admit, I was incredibly cynical about this season. I've mm. been, um, I, I mean, up until now, I don't think it's a surprise to anyone that I've been very disappointed with Picard. I think it's mm. it keeps starting out strong and then mm. doesn't seem to be able to t- tell it tell a decent story. I think especially with season two, it just fell over itself and didn't sort of seem to know what story to tell. And, mm. But. And when I heard that they were bringing back the TNG, I I I thought that, that was a cynical ploy on their part <laughs> to to to, uh, to keep people interested. Yeah. But um, I was wrong. It's they they worked it beautifully, and um, yeah. I I remember being very excited by the trailer. Yes. This is <laughs> uh, you're rolling your eyes. <laughs> yes, I was like, I was like oh come on, <laughs> bailing out a sinking ship. <laughs> But it's, I mean, it's safe to say, like, season three has won you over. Oh, absolutely, yeah, mm. absolutely. Yeah. The, yeah, telling the story they should have told um, yeah. from, from the beginning. Mm. Although, you know, I, I think there's been some missed opportunities with season one and two. Yeah, I mean, I, I think that's fair. I mean, I know, you know, but t- some people have enjoyed the first two seasons more than others. Oh, yeah. yeah. That's fair enough. But I, I would agree they, they haven't been perfect. Um, I think I enjoyed them more than you did, but yeah. not as much as Rick Everson did. <laughs> I, I enjoyed them. But, I mean, there, there is flaws, of course. There is no, no season is perfect. But uh... I, I just wonder if they – I just wonder if they – because it feels like they've gotten maybe – I, I'm, I don't know if you guys know more about this than me, but they've got maybe a pretty much a new team involved in making this season. Mm-hmm. Uh, and I wonder if they've just thought the thing that made TNG great was the ensemble cast. Everyone, people mm. don't just want to see Picard. They want to see, you know, Beverly... Riker, I Troy, Geordie, mm-hmm. Worf, all those guys, all mm-hmm. that thing that they want to get the band back together, and this this season is doing that, and and it's more fam- it's maybe more familiar. It feels more familiar to to what TNG was like a little bit. I don't know. It's like it's like TNG, but if you had like a twenty first century special effects and everything, it's like mm-hmm. which is what yeah. everybody wants, you know. Like it's it's, it's and and it's it's a it's a beautiful looking show. I mean, it was before, but now it's, it's so cinematic. Um, yeah. It feels like watching mm. a, new, a new TNG movie, but one that's going to be like the best part of 10 hours, hours long. Yeah. <laughs> Again, that's, that's the TNG movie I've always yeah. wanted. It always <laughs> feels like Nemesis is 10 hours long. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> uh. Um, yeah, I mean, you're right. I think the one TNG strength was it was a really strong ensemble cast. Um, and like I say, I think the movies very much had a Picard data focus and sort of lost some of the strength of that ensemble, um, yeah. which is obviously a shame. But yeah, um, Picard was always supposed to be a different thing. It was never supposed to be a TNG reunion. It was always going to be a focus on Picard. 
But mm. then it kind of you come to series three and they kind of feel like they've said, Ah, do you know what? Fuck it, it's the last one. Was that, was, that to get, was that to get Patrick Stewart interested, do you think? I think I think that was to get Patrick Stewart interested in being the character again. Maybe I don't think I don't think he would have wanted to come straight back into doing an ensemble show. Yeah, maybe not. Yeah, the, the idea of just rehashing Next Gen, which it would have been difficult to sell him on, I think. If he'd yeah. Said, but then they're like, well, actually, that's what everybody wants. <laughs> yeah. 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 So, I, anyway, uh, yeah. But. Um, so, yeah, the, the, the Riker Picard caper means they push their way onto an inspection of the new uh, Titan mm. A ship. Uh, and they, they just expect to be able to swan in and say, oh, okay, oh, by the way, for our inspection tour that was unscheduled, um, we should go in the completely opposite direction to what you were doing, uh, and then you can conveniently drop us off on our secret mission we're not going to tell you about. Uh, and quite interestingly, the Titans captain uh, has got no time for this bullshit. Uh, what yeah. did we think? Yeah. What did we think of Captain Shaw? So I, I thought some of the best scenes in that first episode were were that really uncomfortable that really yeah. uncomfortable dinner party. Oh where, my god! Yeah, I mean he's like he's such a dick, isn't he? But I just love I love that power play when they came in and he'd already started his dinner. I apologize, Captain. Are we late? Hardly. Since your reputation preceded you so far into the room that I started early. Ah. I think um splendid. Sorry, Gemma. No, I I need carry on. But you I think something you pointed out um when we were talk- when we were sort of chatting on WhatsApp about this is that I don't think he is a dick, apart from one there's one bit where he sort of makes a comment about Ex-Borg. Your loyalty lies with this ship. Not to old friends. Former ex-Borg. That's enough, Captain. Which is a bit... That's a bit much. But up until that point, I think he's just sort of standing his ground. Like, he's... Yeah. He's, I mean, it's it's a it's pretty. I think it's fair to not agree to do what they just they just rock up and tell him to do something, and he's expected to just what just to just yeah. be de- deferential. I mean, he's been a captain of that ship for what five years, I guess, so, a, a while at least. Um, they have no. So I mean, he's just he's just standing up for himself. I think. I mean, he's a bit mm. brusque and yeah, I mean, he's, he's a bit a bit impolite. But, yeah, I mean, I, yeah, he's, I, I he's, think he's, I think he's a dick, but he's not wrong. Yes, yeah, I mean, he treats seven of nine um, with a with a, a, a huge mm. amount of disrespect. So yeah. he is a dick, but he is <laughs> right, especially, <laughs> and he's a, you know, he's a good captain, and that he, he's, he cares about his crew in a yeah. way that Picard never did. <laughs> I, will, I, will keep, I will keep banging on about this. That Picard's absolute lack of of of, um, of care for the people who work underneath him. Um, they, you know, they're 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 falling. You know, there was a what what is it? An episode or a film where he just shoves a dead body off a chair because it's in his way. I think, I think that's in first contact. First contact, yeah, possibly. Yeah. Um, absolute lack of regard for his crew and his yeah. Anyway, which 
is something that comes up later. Anyway, mm. we'll discuss that later. Yeah. Um, but I do. I mean, you know, um, the, Shaw has a really fair line where he kind of says, "Well, I, you know, I take my orders from from Starfleet, not from." You know, like I'm paraphrasing here, you know, not from some admiral who's just wandered in. Yeah. <laughs> I'm really sorry, fellas. I love you. I do. I love reading about all your wildly exciting and equally irresponsible adventures, but I have orders that come down from actual officers whose pay grade are far above all of ours. So, request denied. Yeah, that's why I said no, I'm not yeah. 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 What? Why did you? Do you know? Do you know what they were displaying at that point? Say uh, it. Say it, Gemma. Sheer fucking hubris. <laughs> <Yes>. <laughs> but, uh, yeah. But once again, it's it's this beautiful kind of depiction of these two grandees who think they can stomp around and just everyone will just fall at their feet, mm-hmm. and they 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 won't anymore because. They all have their jobs to do, and yeah. they're not. Um, I mean, this does harken back to um, season one as well, where Picard just wanders into Starfleet headquarters and expects they'll give him a little ship. Yeah, um, yeah. yeah, like, yeah sheer fucking hubris has been the ongoing theme, really, for him as a character. Yeah. He, it's um, it, it made me think a little go, bit right? of um, Jellico. I can imagine some people would mm. would. Like compare like because some he kind of divides opinions. Some people think Jellicoe's right. Some people think he's a complete dick. Mm. <laughs> uh, kind of like that with Shaw. Like as the episodes yeah. go on, I actually warm to him a lot, and he's actually quite you know he's quite funny. Um, yeah. But initially, yeah, he's not a nice guy. <laughs> but I agree. Right, he, does, he does have a Jellicoe kind of vibe to him, doesn't he? Yeah, mm. I'd agree with that. I mean, he's, the thing is, he's he's immediately on the defensive. Mm. Um, it's like he's expecting them to come in and and start mucking about. So yeah, you know, the, the the move he makes by starting dinner first and referring and to he, their egos. And he um, he also deleted all of Riker's jazz off the ship's iPod, didn't he? <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> Which I thought wasn't quite necessary because I imag- I don't imagine. Like computer storage is a big issue. <laughs> like in two hundred or three hundred years in the future, where you know we we have pretty big hard drives these days. I'm sure there's room for like a few MP3s on there, but no, it's well, deleted them all. <laughs> I, I, I was thinking about this one this afternoon when I watched that bit where he talks about it, and I was like, so hang on, this is a different Titan to Rikers. The design's completely different. It's the Titan A. Uh, and it's completely different so the the fact that all of Riker's like files and preferences were still on the computer suggests to me that as ships move on the captain's personal like preference thing um stays in the computer even transferring to new versions of that ship which kind of made me think that might be quite cool you know you go to like the Enterprise D and you can call up like Pike's uh, desktop and, and, and the way he likes all his icons and what his music stuff, you know, it's like, like having everyone all the all the previous captains OneDrive still accessible. <laughs> it is like, yeah, it's like the cloud, isn't it? It's <laughs> but, but in, in Shaw's case, it's like fuck that, delete. I'm not having that. <laughs> but yeah, it was a bit like I, I spent way too much time thinking about how that must be set up, really. <laughs> yeah, 
I will think, do they not have Spotify anymore then? It's like, why do they even need hard copies of the... I guess in deep space, you're not going to get a great... No, no, you're not, not going to get a great no, signal, no, are you? Not awesome they don't have space. 5G out in there. <laughs> yeah. The fringes of the galaxy. Also, also um, he's... Uh, He's, he's quite a, an analog kind of guy, isn't he, Riker? So you can imagine yeah. he'll have, he he wouldn't just have it all floating around on the cloud. Yeah, so, it's yeah. probably folders full of all his of his trombone practices. <laughs> <laughs> but he'd probably have like forty fives. So he have he'd have a vinyl collection. I bet you would think so. Yeah. <laughs> so that actually leads me on to something else. When um they they so they persuade Seven to well. Uh, they talk to Severin and she then diverts the Titan, unknown to the captain, to the space that the place they want to be. They nick her off with a shuttle and go to the ship where um, they think Crusher is. Uh, they go on there and there's music playing, and Riker comments on that. And Picard notes that it's a selection of music that he had put together for us. Like, oh, Picard made a, a mixtape. Mix <laughs> How yeah. sweet is that? Huh. It's a compilation of classics I created for Beverly. In lieu of wine and roses. That I, I that annoyed me slightly because I was like, how has he picked up on the fact that it's a mixtape? He's only heard one song. It could just be <laughs> he's like just, that song. He's yeah. making assumptions again. He is. He? He, well, yeah, it's his sheer, it's his fucking, sheer hubris. fucking hubris. It's all oh. about him. Oh, that song. That. That of course, you'd be listening it. to it. <laughs> Of course she would. That's all she's all listened to yeah. since we last saw her. Sheer fucking hubris is the name he put on the mixtape. Sheer <laughs> <laughs> fucking hubris, volume one, side A. <laughs> but the thing is, he's correct, because early on, at the, right at the beginning, when we first go on to Crusher's ship, that we see things, uh, we see like various memorabilia of Crusher's, but also... Mm. For, for reasons unknown, there's just a log entry that he made during the Borg invasion yes. playing mm. around. It's like, why is are you playing these old logs? Is that because they hide? Is that because they hid in a nebula? Well, that's the thing. Doing that? Yeah, because it's 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 kind of a foreshadowing one, isn't it? Because it, mm. it, it's the time that he he hid the Enterprise in a nebula from the Borg ship, and that's exactly what they end up doing. So they should have done what they do in the. Um, original series movies and have have a scene where they all watch a vhs of like wrath of khan <laughs> which they do they end up doing that in in search for spock and, um, and in number four as well i'm sure they put the vhs on and <laughs> the the klingon ambassador is playing it on the big screen to the federation yeah, council yeah. he's playing That's bits of star it. trek three when the enterprise <laughs> blows up <laughs> um yeah so uh, anyway, we're getting sidetracked. Um, yeah, so Picard and Riker beam over. Well, they take the shuttle over, sorry. They find Beverly like in a cryopod. Um, and then Riker's held at gunpoint by this an unknown stranger who they overpower and he announces that he's Beverly's son. Uh, and we're all like, what? <laughs> and um, then a really big, scary looking ship turns up. Yeah. To be continued. Um, so yeah, I mean, it was a pretty pacey exciting thing yeah. with some, some big old sharks going through there so yeah i i loved it um yeah and i i felt almost ashamed how much i loved it because i i was trying to go in with a sort of a balanced cynical attitude and sort of came out 
a bit just like, oh, can we watch it again? We yeah. did watch it again we straight did away, watch didn't it we? Again, yeah. <laughs> yeah. yeah. I, think, I think a lot of us watched that episode several times. <laughs> there's, uh, um, then there's, some, there's a mention of. So, Jordy's mentioned in episode one, isn't he? Like, he's in charge. Yeah. He's like in charge of a museum now, yeah. like yeah, the, fleet, the, the Fleet Museum. museum. Um, and in the, in the end credits, you get. Like a bit of information about the fleet museum yeah. and what what ships are there, oh, uh, which I found which I found interesting. So um, the Enterprise A is there, yeah. The the, the Excelsior, um, a ship called the Pioneer, which I'm not familiar with, but looks pretty cool. Mm. Um, is that from the games, Rick or, or Rob? Um, the USS Pioneer. I, I, I didn't. I wasn't familiar with that. I don't think so. Chip. I can't say I've heard of it. No, I, d- I don't think I've heard of one. I would imagine that one of the early NX classes would have been because they followed the same pattern of naming as the space shuttles. Yeah. So I think that'd have been a pioneer there. So. It'd be cool. Yeah, it'd be cool to see. It'd be cool if we get to go to the Fleet Museum at some I point. I hope so. <laughs> yeah. In the yeah. show. <laughs> no, yeah. I'd heard uh, one one of my other Star Trek friends has suggested: Are we going to see Geordie arrive? in like a ship from the from the museum yeah. is he going to show up in like a battered old sort of repaired <sighs> enterprise d oh that would be amazing and well, well i'm appalled yeah. that you have other star trek friends i yeah i occasionally cheat on you guys with the, with another whatsapp thing. occasionally <laughs> Constant. All right, don't don't make it sound like that. <laughs> they don't mean anything to me, guys. <laughs> I don't love them. That's what he tells them about you. Yeah, <laughs> it won't happen again. It's just a one-off. It will happen again. You're literally going to go see them tomorrow. <laughs> oh man. <laughs> so that's the end of our discussion on. Episode one of season three of Picard. When we recorded this, we carried on straight away to talk about episodes two and three. But again, uh, this is Will from the future inserting myself right into the end of this podcast to to create a sort of artificial um, uh, end, a farewell, which we didn't do at the time, obviously, because we just carried on talking. And... Um, what, what I'm actually going to do, and this is a very clever plan, I'm going to I'm going to lift the end bit of the podcast where we all go, oh, bye, bye, everyone, and I'm just going to stick that in, like, just a few seconds' time. So it's going to feel like the end of the podcast, and you you probably wouldn't have even been able to tell unless I'd just explained that that little editing trick. Um, but yeah, that's about to happen now. Please tune in again for the. Uh, next episode where we will be discussing the second episode of Picard <laughs> and uh, thank you very much for yeah. joining us Rob yes oh, no, thanks Rob thanks for having me yeah, thanks, it's, been Rob. Been a, it's been a pleasure okay right thanks everyone thank you very much Yes. Bye. 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 Thank you. Bye. Thank you. Bye. Do you realise how incredible this is? It's tradition. You ever noticed that bum? What? That bum. Oh no! I will say. I will say. Fewer things. Fewer things. Okay. Enough of this self-indulgence. Thank you so much for listening to our podcast. If you want to get in touch with us, our website is www.loweredexradio.co.uk. You can reach us on the Twitters at at 10backward, 10 being the number and backward being the word 
backward. We're also on Facebook at www.facebook.com forward slash 10 backward podcast. You can also email us at crew at lowerdexradio.co.uk. On a personal, individual level, my Twitter is at Will Turland. Rick Everson's Twitter is at TrekFanRick. And Rick Palmer's Twitter is at Mr. Imhotep. Hi, thank you again for listening to the podcast. I hope you enjoyed it. If you did, you might consider supporting us. We have now have a Patreon uh, where people can uh, pledge small amounts to fund our ongoing projects like uh, keeping our website up to date, uh, um, new audio equipment as we're going along, and potentially uh, opportunities to expand our content. Uh, you can go look at this at patreon.com forward slash radio. Uh, if you don't feel you can donate but would still like to support us, we would love it if you could subscribe to us or however get your podcast through iTunes, Stitcher, Google Play, or we're on various third-party apps. And if you could leave us a review on any of those, that would be fantastic and would be very appreciative. Thanks again for listening, and please tune in for more podcasts from the 10 Backward Crew. Let's make sure that history never forgets the name. 10 Backward? Laddie, don't you think you should... Rephrase that. Ten backward. Ten backward. Come on, Admiral, show me your inspection face. Give me one of those rigid, disapproving, sour expressions you're famous for. There it is. <laughs> <laughs>